Welcome to the fold. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. That's it. Uh, that's the only thing that's... Come on, happened. wizards. Give us some more welcome yeah, cards. Give us some more welcome cards that we can work with. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining Andy and I. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't because we swear or some shit like that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I failed the challenge for sure, man. Failed the challenge? What do you mean, Andy? The, the Lucia challenge. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Okay, okay. So we were we were planning tonight that we would we would square off with our two Lucia decks. Yeah, I already scoop. You win. <laughs> All right. I, I couldn't do it. Okay. I think, so what happened? I think my idea for the deck was to kind of load it full of. Um, like life gain spells, like just instant sorceries to be sure, specific. Sure. Yeah, like duh, everybody's going to put life gain spells in. But well, yeah, meant, like stuff that I could. I really was kind of thinking like I wanted to keep it close to, um, close to the Sunforger. Like yeah, so like something tutoring, that you could pull out with that. Yeah, thing. like to like like tutoring these spells with as best as I could, or really like kind of keep it close to the Sunforger because I know I could have I could have gotten artifacts with the colors right being sure. white, sure, and then to a, a degree, um, um, red. But what I kept running into was it just there wasn't that many cards that for their mana cost reduced her her mana cost enough to make it worth it. Gotcha. So like, I guess, I guess to kind of like put the card out there, Alicia Sanguine Tribune, she's five and then Mardu red, white, black. She's a four, four vampire soldier that says she costs one less to cast for each one life. You gain this turn first strike lifelink. And then she also has the ability to pay five life, put three, one, one counters on Alicia activate this ability only on your turn and once each turn. So you bumped into the problem that you couldn't spend, you couldn't cast spells to gain life that would net you forward in her cost. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that do really well with her. I think like, um, like just chaplain's blessing. I mean, it's one white to gain yourself five mana. Okay. You know, in, like in the case of her, yeah. right. It's a sorcery. Like you just pay one, just five life. But like, Without her, like that's one card. I mean, there's like Beacon of Immortality. It lets you just double your life total. So it's sure. it's five and a white, double target player's life total. Shuffle Beacon of Immortality and so on. So, but you it, spent six mana to do that. Yeah, you spent six mana to net you. See what I'm? That was the problem I kept running into. And you called it. You kind of said like it's got to be something that is free. When you when you get there, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, I don't know, like I'll put Chandra's ignition in there because she's lifelink. You know what I mean? That <laughs> right. would make her already out. Right. Like there was no way to. I, I think so much of her of the deck would have been focused on just trying to get around her mana cost because it's it's out there, man. I mean, she oh, costs it's, eight it's mana. Heavy. Right. So yeah, man. I I think I think I want to just hear about what you got going on. I think you kind of. Uh, 
alluded that it was kind of like a pressure strategy, right? Is that what you were kind of saying? Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. So when she first got spoiled, I, I jumped online to kind of see like, okay, what are people doing with, with Lycia? Yeah. And, you know, we had this discussion in, in our review of the commander set for 2017 that like, these are, they're tribal decks, but not all of the legendary creatures in them. In pretty much every deck, like there's legendary creatures in that them that, care that don't about, care about their tribe. Right. Which right. I'm I'm happy for. Because let's I, say you were really weren't into the whole tribal idea. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they should have done at least two that cared about the tribe and then one <laughs> that didn't, rather than one that cared and the other two that didn't. Just kind of didn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's kind of the case. Like um so with with Lysia, I saw people like really trying to pound that like square peg into the circle hole. Like they were trying to do vampire tribal or trying to do soldier tribal with this life gain, like background thing going on. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that just seemed kind of weird to me. I'm like, why are you trying to like shove vampires down your own throat uh, for somebody that's right. not necessarily asking for it? Right. So yeah, like you said, uh, what I sort of came to is I was like, well, I want to do life gain, obviously, because she calls for it in her, in what her, she's doing. Right. Her mana cost. Um, and but the I, fact that you have to pay life to boost her. Right. Exactly. Her, You're going to be spending life to get her bigger. Not that impressive. It's right? really not. Like, she's a, she's eight mana for a 4-4, four, four, and you can spend five life. To make her a 7-7. Seven, seven. To make her a 7-7, seven, seven, but you can only do that one time each turn. Yeah. Like, there, she's, she's definitely restrictive um so the thought to me like when i initially saw alicia was was that like you're not going to win games with her right she's not going to be like the focal point that you can just close out the game like i'm gonna i'm gonna gain tons of life and just pour it into her and then i'm gonna go and beat people's faces in for commander damage like you're talking about like a voltron yeah like a voltron type strategy like i think that's the other thing that's probably what the inclination is with her sure you're not i I don't know in our play group you're not going to get away with that (laughs) well i think i think for me and we've kind of said this before she doesn't meet a lot of the criteria, I would say, that fits for Voltron, right? Yeah. One being a way to protect herself in some way. Because you can't have it all. Well, unless no. Unless you're Sigarda. <laughs> you know? But, like, she just doesn't have any way. And she doesn't have any form of vision strapped to her either. No, she doesn't. Because you can't have it all unless you're Sigarda. So, <laughs> the only thing she's got going for her is that she's big. And there's there's bigger there's bigger guys for this for I mean I don't know she's a seven essentially she's a seven seven for eight I guess but right. that cost is, is is flexible so if you find the ways to cheapen it it's just hard it's she's really hard to wrap wrap my mind around like I had a real hard time even trying for this deck the deck I came up with like I don't even want to share it because it's <laughs> I'm just like this is too convoluted like it's classic jank. Andy convolute convolution this year, like yeah. So it, it's it's a weird one, and I think I think what she does do is she provides you an outlet to um push your strategy forward mm-hmm. or to weaponize your strategy. And I've heard people talk about this. So like sometimes you have a have like a a theme going on in your commander deck, right? Uh, that isn't going to win you the game. Right. Like it, it so so life game is a really good example of this. Like if the object of commander were, you know, the person 
to reach 100 life first wins. Like if that were a win con, yeah, life gain is a great win con. But um, as it is, life gain doesn't win you the game. Right. <laughs> so you have to have a way to... And your commander doesn't even necessarily keep you from losing. Because, no, because you're still because prone of commander damage, to and commander damage, or laboratory poison. maniac, and yeah, the poison counters. Like there's there's other avenues. There's a lot of different avenues, and, and so the the point comes like there, or I guess there comes this point with life gain of what are you going to do with it? And you've said this to me before, like uh, your life is not a score; it's an asset. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly this. And so, so I think I see what she does is she weaponizes your life. Um, because you pay into a creature to make it bigger. Yeah. So you're, you can drain life into her to make her bigger. Also, you can utilize that life gain to get her out. Something, you know, like standing as it is, like without that ability to cheapen her, like nobody would ever, ever, ever play her. She'd be the most dog shit creature ever. Eight mana for a four four, just not good. So, so what you kind of want to do is use your life gain to kind of weaponize it, and and that's perfect. I think that's that's something she's asking for. Right. Like like a Loro, for example, you kind of have to ask yourself when you're building an Loro deck, like, okay, well, how am I going to win? Right. I can gain ass loads of life, but how am I going to win? What and am I going to do with all of it? And you know, are you just going to wait until you get that exsanguinate? Like, is is that all you're doing? Right. Um, so I'm going to want to like, I guess just talk a little bit about the life gain suite that I've put into this deck and then talk about some other, some other things, uh, to kind of subordinate her game plan because she's not going to be able to do it on her own. Yeah, man. Let's, let's get the deck tech going. So I think one of the, like, if, if you're looking for some like really cool thing to happen, uh-huh. um, like just ideal hand. Because you have access to all three colors land uh, in your in your hand, and you've got a Sarah Ascendant. Doesn't he just come online the second you land him? Or so what, Sarah what is Ascendant is one white. It's a human monk that has a one one, but mm-hmm. it says Life Link, of course. And then also it says as long as you have thirty or more life, Sarah Ascendant gets plus five plus five and has flying. So on turn two. You attack for six. You have out. a six-six flyer available. Uh-huh. Obviously, you need to get your colors set up. So, God, even still, man, you you could potentially what you're looking at is if you've got Sarah Ascendant in your hand and you've got access to all three colors, probably you've got Lysia coming out on turn three. Good lord! So you've got a, you've got a really nice opening play that you can do with this deck. Um, Right even there. even if she came out a little bit later, like I don't know, like block it. Is he a flyer? Yeah, it's a flyer. If if oh, it, if you're over thirty life, you're it, it has flying and plus five plus five. So you've got a six six lifelink flyer on turn one. Okay, welcome to modern. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you and I have seen that in my legacy deck. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't reach those heights <clears throat> hardly ever. I mean, no, if it happens, it happens. But, but in Commander, not. like, Sarah Ascendant is just like, okay, hey, sweet. The wording is, like, malfunctioned on that card. Uh-huh, huh. uh-huh. So, so, you know, right away, like, you're kind of looking at this thinking, like, okay, there might be some possibilities. Like, if I can get Lycia out earlier. The reality is, though, is that most of the, most of the, you're probably going to be, I'm guessing, you're probably going to see Lycia coming out turn Five or six would be my guess. So 
what kind of life gain do you want for this deck? And and we kind of had this discussion a little bit when we were reviewing the commander set. Is it like you don't want just any old life gain? You've got to have you things. Want free life gain. You want free life gain that's going to recur during your turn. Okay. So let me just go through a few of those and what those kind of look like. So Johnny's Mantra, it's just a one and a white for an enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain one life. Okay, great. That means already I've got one thing set up that's going to reduce her mana cost by one. Okay. Uh, a cool one that's out there. This one I was just I just kind of like stumbled across as I was trying to figure this out. Dega Sanctuary. What the? F- what is that? So this one is two and a white, also an enchantment. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a black or red permanent, you gain two life. Hmm. If you control a black permanent and a red permanent, you gain four life instead. So here again. That's quite a lot. That strips like. Yeah. So this this particular card, if we're looking at things in the ilk of the Sarah Ascendant, this particular card is three converted mana cost. Right. And if you've got permanents out that have those colors, if you can get that set up. Potentially, you could be casting Lycia on turn four, on your next turn. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to resolve a red permanent and then a black permanent. Sure. Whatever those are. Sure. Those would have to happen. Like, So it, it's a little more convoluted, obviously, than doing Sarah Ascendant. Right, but it helps. But it helps. It's something right. that's going to push that along. Um, some of your like heavier hitters with this kind of thing is going to be something like Subversion. Uh, so this one is three and two black. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to life loss this way. Yeah, okay. So that one, you know... It scales like, to how many people. Exactly. It's going to scale to the number of people. And it, the problem, I think, with this, with this strategy is that a lot of your stuff like that is going to be turn five. That's why I say you're usually going to see her turn six or seven. The point with the life gain thing, I think, to me, is that, like, if she dies... It shouldn't be that difficult to bring her back. You not you're not gonna see her early a lot. There's the potential to see her early, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna see that happen a lot. Um, Palace Siege. It's another one that's uh, that's three and two black. You're gonna pick. So you pick drag cons or dragons. In this case, you're gonna pick dragons every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses two life. You gain two life. Um, I I don't know. I kind of go back and forth about like using Exquisite Blood or, or Sanguine Bond. I'm like, whenever I'm doing a life gain strategy, I'm like, mm. well, Exquisite Which Blood. One? How are you getting life on your turn? You have to attack. Exactly, it would have to be attack, right. and, and it's not a particularly creature heavy deck. Like Sanguine Bond just kind of hurts everybody, right? But it seems like to me, and this is just my projection of how it's going to go. It's just going to piss people off. It probably is. Because those huh? kind of cards draw an unnecessary amount of hate. They really stuff that do. Like, everyone and, lose to. And if there's anybody that's so, sort of unfamiliar with, with our group, they're going to see one and they're going to think the other's there. So No matter how, no matter how often you say it's not. Yeah, it's not. I only do one. I only do one. Uh, Agent of Masks is a creature version. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to the life loss this way. It's a, it's a creature version of some. Really, these are the ones that just get you... So, life on upkeep. Yeah, life on upkeep. Drana's Emissary is another one. I think we went over that before. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool one, uh, Gerard Capation. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of... So this is a creature. He's three and two white. Uh, he's a three, four. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain one life for each card in target opponent's hand. Huh. There's almost always a card-hungry blue player at the table in our group. I so. wouldn't know who that is. <laughs> 
I have no notion of who does that. And he doesn't play blue. He doesn't like I've it. I've never done that. Least favorite color in Magic. Um, so, yeah. like, And then you could... I mean, there's just little things like Nick's Fleece Ram. Um, then you can put in things to, to sort of really rev it up, like Rock's Faith Mender, to double up your life gain instances. Um like I right, said, so these upkeeps clear, yeah, so these clear upkeeps, even more. They're going to clear even more. And that's why I say, like, if you've got things like that or Boon Is Reflection. Is there an enchantment that does what he does? Uh, there's Boon Reflection. Oh, okay, duh. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, I'm getting way ahead of you. Ahead <laughs> of you. No, so Boon Reflection does the same thing. Um, Wait, then, does that happen at the end of the turn, though? So Boon Reflection says if you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. Okay. Instead. So it's not like Wound Reflection where at the end no, of the turn. No, no. Okay. Because if it were end of turn, it would kind of fuck the whole thing. Right. Um, same Ahamrit's Archive. So there's a few different cards yeah, that you can uh, yeah, use yeah. to, I forgot about to sort of archive. double the life gain a right, little bit. Right. You probably use Ahamrit's Life or Archive for your uh, I don't even know what that card does. <laughs> what does it do again? <laughs> so five, if you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. If you would draw a card, except for the first one, you draw uh, in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Seems pretty good. Yeah. I don't think there is a certain insect god. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Anyway, would, continue. include that in. So yeah, I, I like, I think the, the bottom line is with your life gain suite, it needs to be things permanent so you can put out that will basically upkeep you into life gain. Okay. Uh, so that's that's kind of strategy there, or things that will double that. That's that's the big thing oh, with that. So in concert would be ideal, right? Yeah. Like, okay. So what would you say to the guy that that says, well, "What about just life link?" So life link would work. The deck I think life I think link life link would be just as good because you you're, you're going to use. This is kind of the strategy I went with. Was kind of a lot of enchants and creatures that are just going to kind of they're mm. not battle hungry. They're just sort of going to upkeep me into stuff. Lifelink, I think, is going to work exactly the same, if not better. Um, but you do eat up a combat step when you, you do, do eat that. a combat step. But she doesn't so, have haste, so... She doesn't, so, you know, like, it, it, yeah, you can use your second main phase to cast her with, with Lifelink. Mm-hmm. In this case, what, what, what I'm kind of describing here, um, you're setting yourself up to be able to cast her in your, your first main phase. Like, okay. Uh, Lifelink, I think, would be great. In fact, it might even be better uh, in some regards. Well, I feel like as soon as she's out, Lifelink on her is what gets the ball rolling. And right? that's and that's the big thing because like once you get her out, she's already four four first strike Lifelink. You're going to pay three or pay the five life to get the three one one counters that turn she comes out. So she should be a seven seven as soon as she hits the board. Right. So yeah, like she's going to Lifelink pretty hard. Which, honestly, the kind of cool thing is if she dies during your turn and you've managed to, to do some combat damage with her, she's already helped negate her cost. Huh. Uh, there's probably rare instances of that happening. So, so like I said to begin with, though, <laughs> right? she's not going to win the fucking game. How are you going to win the game, then, if the uh, commander ain't so, it? So what I think needs to happen is that, like, you've got some of these spells. Like, I've described some of the life gain. There's things that are also life-draining with them. Okay. You know, such as Subversion, such as Drana's Emissary. Uh, you know, things like that that are going to bring people down. Ooh, another cool one for this is Obsidat Ghost Council. Because it's just going to keep happening. Right. It's coming ETB, in. It ETBs. Yeah, it's going to ETB. Yeah, like you have a love affair with that card oh, for man. sure. It's like every deck that has black and white. Oh god, you're you're there, buddy. They're hard to kill. You really. But yeah. Over time, they they do get kind of annoying for sure. Yeah, it sort of adds up. Um, so 
you've got these little things that are kind of bringing people down as Orzov is kind of want to do. You've got this really threatening commander that can like, as I, you know, when you and I were kind of talking this out, I was like, you're just going to use her to kind of poke at people to sort of bring that life table down even further. But what I think really, what I want to see, what I want to do is sort of build a, a pressure strategy into this deck as well. And it's not as heavy, I think, as other pressure decks would be. So what do you mean by pressure deck, man? Inform me. So, (laughs) okay. So, um, like mana barbs. I've got that in the deck. So whenever a play, so it's three and a red. It's an enchantment. It says whenever a player taps a land for mana, mana barbs deals one damage to that player. So it's myself included. Um, I'm not as concerned because my deck is designed to gain me life. But what that should do is just for the cost of playing magic... Right. Just for being here, just for allowing me to sit at the table with you, you're getting pressured. You're just, just by virtue of playing, your life is going to come down. Okay. So, so there's things like that. Um, let's see. This one, this isn't necessarily about, uh, <laughs> about bringing the life table down, but I, it, it's definitely pressure-esque. Price of Glory. Ew, come on. So two and a red. Whenever a player taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. Cool. So we're keeping yeah. you playing on on your turn. Right. Like you, you're. Yeah. So pretty much you're trying to close close in on everybody's options. Yeah. So we want to like kind of kind of seal things down. Like people are going to be playing during their turns. They're going to be losing life just for being here by virtue of me upkeeping and also by virtue of them playing. So another one is spell shock. Another enchantment, so it's two and red. Uh, whenever any player successfully casts a spell, spell shock deals two damage to him or her. Yeah, that actually adds up. That's yeah, and, and it will because people are you know commander games go for a long How time. How much mana is that? So that one's three converted mana cost. So really, get it out. You can get it out early, and like I mean, you know, a commander game is is usually going to be at least ten turns, right? right? Right. Like if you cast one spell each turn. And that thing manages to remain out. You're going to lose, you know, sixteen to twenty life over over the course of the game. Yeah, to eventually. Spell shock. I remember like Jeff playing it once, and I remember thinking like, eh, "That's not that big of a deal." But after a while, I'm like, "Would somebody kill that thing? Would somebody get rid of it already?" Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a few creature things in here that, that are included as well. Um, I included Erebus, God of the Dead. So of course other, you did. Other people can't gain life, right? Also. The pay life draw a card. Yeah, the, so it's the pay, the pay two life, uh, pay one and a black to draw a card. Again, it's kind of uh, it, it's not necessarily weaponizing life gain, but it it definitely helps you use it. Right. Um, I've got Gisela in here. Um, try it again, huh? Kind of just, just I'm trying to put in a couple of my angels because I'm taking apart kind of taking apart my Kalia deck. So mm. I gotta find a place for him. Uh, so Gisela, wait, wait, wait! You're retiring Kalia? I don't think I I just don't think I can use her anymore. Because everybody's just gotten wise to it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, you know, like, if you know who Kalia is, like, I just, so, let me, let me back up a little bit. Okay. You, you've kind of identified, Andy, that whenever somebody plays a new deck, yeah, you'll kind of let them play out to just get a, yeah, feel, a little bit, yeah. get, get a feel for, like, when does this deck go off? Right. Like, you're sizing up your enemy, basically. Right. Um... Everybody sized up Kalia, mm-hmm. and they know that you just have to fuck her from the get go. Right, you do. <laughs> like, because if I can get Avison out, yeah, there's just like, the, you know, on turn four or five, right. 
and then I just get to keep casting and putting out angels and yeah, demons and dragons. Like she's just, just, I don't know. Everybody sized up Kalia, and you they, can't, they you know. can't let her do her own thing. You kind of have to like manage Kalia for sure. Yeah, because you like most decks. Like, my experience with her lately is that if I get Kalia out, um, there's a lot of stuff in the deck that's designed to protect her. But if I don't get that, it's jacked. I'm going to get her. As soon as I get her out, she's dead. Yeah. She's dead. I, I withhold removal for that deck for sure. <laughs> I just kill, the, kill her. Because I know your mana curve is just out of whack. Like, yeah, like it, it, it doesn't feel the same and, as everybody else. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I there's just part of me that's kind of been looking for homes for, for some of these right. angels and dragons and demons. I think, Gisele, I, I think Gisela has a good fit here. Um. And that she, so, so for those who don't know her, she's four, a red and two white. She's a five, five angel flying first strike. If a source would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent opponent controls, that source deals double that damage. So not, not just from you, anybody, anywhere, anybody does anything, anything to anybody but you. And if a source would deal damage to me or a permanent, I control prevent half that damage rounded up. So, so I think that like really turns on some of those other pressure cards or just, you know, I mean, if you're. If you happen to have one of those turns where you're attacking with Lycia. Yeah, it's uh, stomp time for ouchie. sure. Gisela weirdly ha- loves and hates red. It helps red for you and your opponent's opponent, mm-hmm. but it like nerfs it. Like even to do like a, a even remove her, you need to do t- 10 damage <laughs> to remove her. It's true. Because it halves the damage done to her. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, um,. We had we kind of talked about talked about Heartless Hidetsugu um, when you were going over your Neheb deck. Yeah, and I thought, hey, you know what? If I'm going to try and pressure people or pain them down, may as well just go to like dude, a guy. Dude, I'm not. A- I'm afraid. <laughs> so for him, he's three and two red. He has tap Heartless Hidetsugu deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total rounded down. God, I actually had this sort of like existential crisis over this card though for for this deck. Because if you think about it, I'm gaining life. I'm going to have the higher life total, and cutting it in half means I'm going to lose more than everybody else. Oh yeah, I only really thought about that. But but, how often? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, these. But I'm still going to be ahead of everybody. So. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, I've decided needs to say. Yeah. Um, Zozu the Punisher. Uh, so that's one and two red. It's a goblin warrior that's two two. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, Zozu the Punisher deals two damage to that land's controller. Zozo. Hmm. Did, did you do you use Zozo? I don't really see Zozo. I had Zozo and and um. Wait, did I? I don't. I don't think I ever did. Come to think of it, that's one more goblin. One more goblinated buddy up with. <laughs> I know it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's early enough that people are still going to want to play land, right? Like you I've know. seen lists out there that are like land destruction. You know, which I think is a little obvious. Like, I think just having him as a commander. I, I wish there was a mono-red good stuff deck. There just isn't. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> you can just put him at the helm. Right. <laughs> just this annoying jerk. <laughs> I actually did toss the Sunforger in here. Because um, when you were talking about that, so so to give the stats for I the think sun the colors f- demanded. If you're running Boros, like a lot of the times, people are like it's auto include, and it's yeah. like yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and agree. Plus, it gives her plus four. Yeah, read the card. Yeah, so so to give the stat line, it's it's three mana for an equipment, and it says equipped creature gets plus four plus zero. Uh, the equip cost is three, uh, so total of six mana to get it online. Right. You can pay a red and a white to unattach the Sunforger. Search your library for a red or white instant with converted mana cost four or less. 
and cast that card without paying its mana cost, then shuffle your library. Right. So you described the problem you bumped into. Is it like trying to have that in the deck and then just digging out instants and like instants to There's sort not of not that many instant speed life gains to life gain. Like There's like one or a few, but none of them are meet that criteria. Yeah. So that that strategy is not really going to work. But I think you can you can. There's always need for removal, right? It's a, yeah, it's a build around me card. Like it had, there is a Sun Forager package. It usually includes uh, Return to Dust, mm-hmm. uh, Boros Charm, mm-hmm. Path to Exile, right? Things like that. So here, here's some that I put in here. I put in like Boros Charm, Fate Forgotten, which exiles an artifact or enchantment. Like Forsake, oh, okay. Forsake the World, same thing. Uh, you know, mortify for destruction. Oh yeah, mortify that. Um, <laughs> sudden spoiling. Um, sword, swords to plowshares. Well, you can't fetch sudden spoiling. It's black. Oh, you're right. You're right. My yeah. bad. My bad. Um, no, yeah. So, the, so the, yeah. So there's a few that are. There's several in there with the white um, requirement. Like I ha- honestly end. don't have red. Yeah, other end is in here as well. Uh-huh. Um, so. Yeah, that's kind of like that's that's the main strategy is let me kind of pain people both, you know, with kind of like some red pressure. And also I'm going to do the life pitching thing that white black has a tendency to do where I'm going to take life from you and give it to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, that's the big thing. Like it's enchant and artifact heavy. There's 17 enchantments. There's 14 artifacts in this deck and there are only 16 creatures. Jeez. Um, so it's really just trying to set up that strategy. There's a little bit of protection in here. So things like Tasa, uh, Envoy of Ghosts, No Mercy. Um, Tasa. Yeah, Tasa, Envoy of Ghosts. So vigilant. So she says whenever a creature oh, does combat damage, yeah, she destroy okay, that creature. Okay, yeah, sorry, the newer Tasa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. the other Tasa. You're like, what combos are you going right. to do, Kyle? <laughs> what infinites are there, bro? Because that's just what? Yeah. Um... So, so yeah, like I think that's the main strategy is just like you're going to be setting up a lot of enchants and artifacts that just really – it's going to be annoying to people I think because they're going to just – they're going to watch their life totals sort of coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this possible big beater that comes out and sips. Right, and if I get a couple things set life. up, like right. I'm going to just get her out, get her going, and then she's going to push that button a little further. You know, it, it – I think that's one of the difficulties with a with a with a pressure deck, at least that we've seen in our play group, is that you reach this point where everybody just knows they're dying. Yeah. And they've got to get rid of you. And right, but you don't have a way to like burst the needle to a close. Yeah, there's there's no like, way over time you can see your wind coming, but it's like you can't just shut it down. Inevitably you end up like putting it into somebody else's reach. Yeah, I think cat, with like casting Gary. Yeah, Gray and I think I think with Lycia you can put yourself in a position where you can see who's going to be most likely to pull out of it or to end you and you can just use her to end them hmm. or push them even closer to it. Um just a couple other I guess we before we move on, just a couple other like I think juicy spells for this particular deck. Okay. Um they're actually just auras. Um if I can find it. How juicy are they, dude? They're not like super juicy. One mm. that I'm interested in, you know, is is Shielded by Faith. I haven't actually used this one. 
Um, so this one is one and two white. It says enchant creature, and an enchanted creature has indestructible. And it says whenever a creature enters a battlefield, you may attach shielded by faith to that creature. Okay. So you can actually get this. If you get another creature set up before Lycia comes out, you can get that put on that creature. And then you don't have to worry about trying to protect her in the same turn that you cast her. Because you've already got the, the aura that's going to give her indestructibility out there. It's just going to move over to her when she gets cast. Huh. Right? Um, the other one that I think is really, really going to be cool for her uh, is is another aura. It's Sunbond. So it's three and a white. Three and a white. Enchanted creature has whenever you gain life, put that many 1-1 one, one counters on this creature. Um, you can really just rev her up. Uh I think that's going to be really tasty huh. to just finish somebody off when you when you need to. Um, yeah, you know, and then I, th- I think there's, you know, there's a board wipe suite. I think this deck has, like, I put fumigate and toxic deluge. I think those are two that they kind of go hand in they, hand they, a little bit. They go really well with the deck, but you know, kind of pick your board wipes. I think um there's uh, there's other things for protection and evasion and stuff like that um just some some honorable mention type things there's like well of lost dreams to give yourself some card draw based off of your life gain put that life gain Uh, other than your commander pristine talisman is going to be your mana rock that you want to you want to use um clearwater goblet is actually kind of a another one of those like what is that uh, it's another one to add into that kind of like do you have the chalice of life and death I actually didn't put it in here. You that didn't would, put that, that in. That there? would actually be a good idea. I thought you were obsessed with that card. Yeah, back I love that standard. card. As soon as it came, came out, like just back in originally flipping it out, <laughs> flipping it over. Yeah. But the Clearwater Goblet, it, it, it's five mana, but it has sunburst, so it says this comes into play with a charge counter on it for each color of mana used to pay its cost. And then it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you may gain one li- gain one life for each charge counter on Clearwater Goblet. Weird. So you really you should be spending three colors to cast this so that mm-hmm. you can use it to gain three life. Um, that's like such, I don't know. That's, that kind of speaks to the type of life gain that you want in this deck. Like, yeah, you want to on your turn for free automatically. So, right. just keeps, so there's just something weird like that. And that kind of lends itself to pressure because everyone's losing life on their turn for free. <laughs> automatically. Right. Exactly. And you are, you are too probably because a lot of the cards pressure goes yeah, both ways. The pressure goes both ways. And so I'm going to, but I think that's, that's the cool thing is that like with pressure decks, you're towing a really fine line. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we've talked about this for a long, long time that like the key with a pressure deck is staying keeping your life total a little bit ahead of everybody else's. Well, if you've got life gain in the deck, you can almost assure that that's going to happen. At least least by a little bit. Yeah. To, to some degree. Uh, yeah. And then like, I don't know, like you mentioned the lifelink creature thing. I think if you want to kind of take out some of those enchant artifact permanents that I'm talking about and just do life, just do lifelink tribal. Yeah. Do lifelink tribal. I think that's, that's the other way to go with her. Um, you're going to be a little more threatening if you're doing that because you have to, you're going to swing life totals pretty heavily. Yeah. And you're definitely going to be more threatening, but maybe you could speed it along. I don't know. She's, she's a, she's an odd, odd bird for sure. She, she is. I don't know. I kind of got, I got triggered on her when I saw her. Cause I, like Edgar Markov, like I was into the vampires. I was really anticipating vampires and Edgar Markov was kind of like, he's really straightforward. He's, bad as shit yeah 
yeah, but we saw that like the one the, the night they released everything. He's pretty cool. He has some explosive turns for sure. Yeah, he's he's pretty straightforward though. Like go get your vampires and you know accumulate one one counters and beat the fuck out of people. Dude, Andy, have you have you ordered your hat yet? What hat? You know your your wizard hat. Oh yeah, no, dude. Kim's supposed to still make me one. She said she would too. Never did. Well, you need it now. I know. Now that uh, now that there's a wizard a wizard deck on the table. Okay. Well, I've I've had a couple wizards up till now that I've played. <laughs> so there's Zer. He's a wizard. Riku's a wizard. Niv Mizzet's a wizard. Uh, I guess Thrasios is a wizard. Uh, Kaidel is also a wizard. Um, did I say Niv Mizzet? You did say Niv Mizzet. Oh, okay. But you've had Niv Mizzet many a time. Hey, dude, there's only three dragon wizards in the game, and two of them are Niv Mizzet. Um, I think. I swear there's another one. There's, do you have, there's do you another have a wizard. Goblin wizard? No. Uh, yeah, Mizzix. Mizzix is a goblin <laughs> wizard. So yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I, I, I've so done... I think I've, it's high time you get that wizard hat. I think it's you, high time I need that wizard you've hat. You've been accepted into the dude, club, it's got, dude. Yeah, I gotta get one. So I, uh, anyhow, there's a new wizard that you've been, been playing around with. Yes. So, um, Commander 2017 gave us Wizard Tribal. This is new and old news at the same time. There was three wizards that came in the deck. I think all three are really, really crazy. I think all of them are, right? Um, Weren't there four? (laughs) Well, there was three Grixis ones. You're like, like, fuck (laughs) Tygum. Yeah, I don't know. I actually used him the night we played out of the box. His ability is good maybe one time. Oh, that really? ability to like just kill something, yeah, and it, it, it's good. It's one mana, and you just basically threaten with instant with or activation. Like, don't come at me. Don't you, come at me. Right. So it's not bad. It's just not sustainable. I think. I think he is exactly what people have been kind of saying. Like he's good in other people's decks. Sure. I could be wrong though. Like there's someone might make that deck. It it's might early yet. I might be going. You know. Yeah. It's early yet. I hope. I hope everyone's wrong. Um. But the wizard that I decided to do the first run at, or at least attempt at, was, I think, the nuttiest out of the three. <laughs> and it's Mersil the Pretender. Okay. So he is a legendary creature, human wizard. I'm not entirely sure it's a chick. It kind of looks like an old lady-ish if you look at the art. But I think from the lore, or it's actually it's a dude. like some really effeminate dude that's kind of like losing it. Yeah. something. I mean, he's nuts. He kind of reminds me of... Uh, He's got nail polish on, man. You know he kind of reminds me of? He re- kind of reminds me of Cicero from from the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim. Oh. You know? <laughs> Poor Cicero. Right? That guy? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? And you have to, like, fight him for a minute, and he's, like, <laughs> dangerous. Anyway, legendary creature, human wizard for a 4-4. Um, so prepare yourself for the nuttiness, right? Okay, prepare let's, yourself. Let's have some. The nuttiness. guy's like a sideshow freak, dude. You know, <laughs> he's like Google Gobble, one of us, one of us. We accept him. We accept him. Nuts, right? So when Marisil the Pretender enters the battlefield, you may exile an artifact or creature card from your hand or graveyard and put a cage counter on it. You're in the cage. You're in the cage. <laughs> Marisil the Pretender has all activated abilities of all cards you own in exile with cage counters on them. (laughs) 
You may activate each of those abilities only once each turn. <laughs> so, uh, okay, dude, dude. <laughs> Let's yeah. let me just lay out why I, why I'm into this guy since we got the whole spiel about why you like I don't know gaining life. Yeah. So one of the things I like a lot, and and this is readily obvious, and in, in, in a lot of my deck lists or things that I do, is I like doing things at instant speed. Sure. I like having next to no response if I do them. Um, and one of those things is activated abilities, yeah. right? Activated abilities are a little... Um, they're pretty jacked up, actually, when they come online. So yeah, most- in Magic the Gathering, they're really rough to deal with because there's only a handful of spells that can stop them. Right. So a lot of the things... Like, because they happen independent of their source... Um, sure. They're a little a little nuts. So, like, uh, one of the analogies, this guy that I watch on YouTube, um, that he kind of... It's actually... A lot of people are... Not a lot of people, but I don't know. Some people are annoyed at this, and this was actually one of the things that he was annoyed at. His name's Dev. He does, like, a lot of the standard decks. The guy's, okay. bad, the guy's bad as shit. Um, but he was saying that an activated ability is, like, they work like this. So, pretend you walk into a room, and there's this, like criminal mastermind that's got his hand on the switch that says destroy the world above it and he's got his hand on the switch and you've got i don't know a nine millimeter and you've got it trained on his head right Right. and you can shoot him and right before he dies he throws the switch and it goes off that's an activated ability (laughs) sure or you walk into the room and he just flips the switch switch and you shoot him and does that he still flipped the switch right he still flipped the switch (laughs) so it's like there's no way in this, like that's how it is in magic. Normally, you shoot him in the face, and he doesn't have the will to flip the switch. Still, he doesn't get one last like rebuttal in that you shooting him in the face. There's a couple cards that obviously stop this, like stifle or trick bind. Sure, but there's not a lot, and a lot of them aren't provisioned in the in the, in the cart into into people's decks because you know I have like two in my Brago deck because I which just, is unique. I just right? need to be able to. Deal with shit. Yeah. So because of this nature, right, the, the the card doesn't actually have to be on the battlefield for its ability to go off after you've activated it. So, you know, anything short of with like split second or anything like that. Right. And this becomes even even more throttled up when it becomes when it's when it's mana abilities. So that's what makes Ashton's altar so strong is that it's a mana ability. <clears throat> so a lot of those counter target activated ability unless it's a man unless it's a mana ability is usually like eliminated right so why i think mayor sill or marcel or mayor sill meyer sill yeah mayor sill why i think mayor sill is going to be so good is because these abilities um a lot of a lot of the abilities that you're going to be looking for to strap on him make it difficult to even target him, mm-hmm. right? Because he'll be non-existent when people <laughs> try to move to do it. Okay. So the big thing to think about is creatures and artifacts because those are the only two legal targets, right? Okay. And that limit once per turn is another thing to think about. So if we think about activated ability commanders, there's a few. Uh, one that just comes to mind is uh, Experiment Karaj. Yeah. Who I had that for a while. It's a really cool deck. I actually followed um the Tolarian Community College build for it that he had done okay. really close. What I found is that it, he pretty much he lays it out in the he lays it out in the the video. He's pretty much like, Yeah, you gotta win through an infinite and I'm just okay with it because it if you win with an infinite in this, you've earned it. Right? <laughs> and it's true. It's it, it is a grueling uphill slog. To like get, I did work. To get the pieces together 
Yeah, like a lot of the time you're just dirtling around, putting neat one-one counters on things, right. moving stuff around, tapping, untapping. You know, you're not really doing a lot until all of a sudden you go infinite with like a Naxaw click, and you just exile somebody's library, right? <laughs> so it's a really cool deck, but I just I'm okay with infinite combos, just not if that's the only way I'm gonna win. Yeah. I'm okay with them as like a backup plan, or yeah, okay, like the deck. You know, I can do a lot of things and be disruptive on the way to my infinite combo. I don't like just dirtling around and doing nothing, and then at the last second, just, okay, yoink. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just me, right? Well, sure, and I think you and I have privately had a lot of conversations about this because you've done Niv-Mizzet many a time over right. the years. He, he, is a, he is an activated ability, infinite combo. Right. Well, I mean, kind of infinite. You draw your library, but you know what I mean. It's it's to a degree. It's, like it's, You get to this point where you're just kind of like, okay, can anybody do anything? Can you stop me? Right. And and I like I respect it it's not an easy com it's not usually easy combos that you're going to, to try usually, to pull off. Like I, put which, which, which which I respect that. Yeah, I mean I, I didn't I didn't have curiosity in my Niv Mizzet list. Sure. I had mine over matter, but it's a lot more mana, you know, and it 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 requires that I discard a card and draw a card to untap him. So there's a lot of like yeah, you would usually get this point where you're like I can't quite do it. And I didn't have any greater Eldrazi either, so it wasn't like I was going to be discarding into a greater Eldrazi and loop the damn thing. <laughs> which uh, yeah, I mean I won enough games with it. Yeah, but you're uh, yeah, I mean so I scrapped Kraj and a lot of the parts I actually I'm glad I hung on to because I think they'll be applicable here. Okay, so artifacts. Enchants, they either need to be in your hand and they need to be or in the graveyard. Right. Okay. So I'm just gonna start off about something that I I don't I don't feel s- Do I feel strongly about these? Yeah, I guess I guess I kinda do. I mean I guess yeah, for this deck I definitely do. So a lot of decks I don't believe need tutors to function. Sure. Right? Sure. Like they're just if you in my opinion, if you need like an excess amount of tutors your deck is probably it, it's probably not really running as smooth as you think it's going to, right? No, it's, and it's, it's 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 weak to removal. It's weak to hand disruption. It's weak to counter magic because people know we well, tutored something that's important. It's not like anyone's just tutoring like utility cards. They're tutoring <laughs> key pieces to their strategy. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of make a call out. Like I know, like with black tutors, you don't have to show them what you're tutoring. But do they really everybody know? knows that you went and got something juicy, right? Everyone knows. But I think in this case, for this guy, because there's so because of how how f- fragile the wi- fragile your game state is mm-hmm. with him. Let me let me try to word this correctly. Marisil, I don't think, is fragile when you finally get him online, right, with the right cards that you need to kind of keep him out or keep him away from people's removal. But what I think is is that his his potential for winning is very... It's kind of far-fetched, you know? (laughs) Eventually it gets there, you know what I mean? And I think he can be disruptive on the way, but... So let me kind of go with it. These are the tutors that I think are not necessarily... One of them I think is required because it's not that expensive. Okay. The other, I think, is objectively better, objective, uh, objectively better, but it's kind of expensive. So the first one's buried alive, right? Uh, search your library for up to three creature cards, put them into your into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. So two and a black, right? Okay, that's tutor number one because I'll, I'll and I'll talk about the pieces you're tutoring for in a minute, and then tutor number two that I, if you can afford it, um, or if you're okay with spending this much on a single card, 
um, would be intuition. So it's really ident- it, it's functionally the same card nearly, in, but it's an instant. It says search your library for any three cards and reveal them to target opponent. He or she chooses one of the cards, um, one card, uh, put that card into your hand and the rest into your graveyard, shuffle your library afterwards. It doesn't matter where they put them. It doesn't matter what they pick because Mayor still cares about the hand and the yard. Right. It's just a pointless exercise. Yeah, it's right? just whatever you want to do. Yeah, unless they're going to... I don't know. But yeah, you can do this at instant speed, <laughs> right? So just hurry up and grab them, pick the three cards that you want, and then it doesn't matter where they go. So these are the targets I feel like need to happen or very or make your game a lot easier every time you start the game. Okay. Um, the first one would be the Aetherling. For obvious reasons. Yeah. So, Aetherling, I'm not even going to read the mana cost on a lot of these cards because it won't be relevant to what you're trying to do. You, yeah, you're just you trying to put them in the cage. The, yeah, you're just trying to put them in the cage. <laughs> you're not really actually ever trying to cast them, right? A lot of them. If I read the mana cost, it probably means you're actually casting them. So, Aetherling has these abilities that would be now attached to Marisil, right? Okay. Um, the top one is the... Is the is the ultimate one to me. It's like it's like Mersil's ultimate ability to me because of what it does. Yeah. So it says exile Aetherling, Mersil, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So because his, his ability is to enter the battlefield trigger, so a triggered ability on upon him entering the battlefield, it you're probably already thinking like I need to come up with ways to do that, right? Well, there it is right there. That's your very best one right there. Right. And then the next one is is that you can pay blue and make them unblockable. Okay. Or make Marisil unblockable. I don't know if you're going to be going sideways a lot, but I've got ways to try to kill people sure. later on with sure. that. Okay. Um, the next target would be anger. To ditch into your graveyard or have them try <laughs> to put... Well, actually, that... Kind of houses intuition a little bit. This actually would be kind of annoying if they had you put that in your hand. In your hand, you're like, I right. want to get it to the graveyard. And the other two, but whatever, we'll get there. So the big <laughs> thing is, is is that anger, as long as anger is in your graveyard and you control a mountain, creatures you control have haste. Or it's just haste itself, So right? every time you flicker him with Aetherling, he comes back sick. He's way too slow to be doing that, right? right. You need to right. have haste because you, you're ideally wanting to activate him every turn. Right. Yeah. Like you can't be waiting around doing an every other turn. Well, type you can thing. because it's not a tap ability. You can, but what I meant is the other abilities you're oh, strapping right. to it that involve a tap. Right. Right. Okay. So this one is a higher priority to get in there. Um, and then the third one to grab, and this is just I don't know. Like this is depending on how how nuts you are right right away. Would be the quicksilver elemental, right? So there's a lot of debate over this card as to what exactly how it interacts with Marisol. And I'm going with the magical Christmas land <laughs> Okay. Okay. So if you remember, Marisol can only can only activate the ability once each turn. Sure. Well, this kind of negates that, right? So the Quicksilver Elemental has the activated ability that says pay a blue. Quicksilver Elemental gains all activated abilities of target creature until the end of turn. Okay. There. So he gains that ability to clone his own abilities once. So you're but just kind of like circling it among itself? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I You think could so. put this out on the field and have it just clone Marisil, and then he has it has all of the activations of Marisil. Sure. Right? But you'd have to keep redoing that. There's the That's the other way, too. Okay. Right? But this, from what I've read up on, some people say no, it doesn't. Some people say it does. Okay. It's, the jury's still out. As to what is what it is we'll doing. We'll hear a ruling at some point, right. I'm so sure. So that kind of negates that whole, like, okay, I can't, you know, right? Yeah. 
So I'm not being super limited. So really weird to start with tutors, but I, I mean that get to get the ball rolling. You want to get you stuff want the ditched ethylene, into your graveyard. You want and- ethylene first. A haste enabler second, preferably something that's harder for them to remove. Sure. So I put some haste enablers in here, and I put some... So let me just kind of strip those out really quick, because, I don't know, they're not very interesting, but they are just integral to the into the idea. There's the Blighted Bat. Flying, you can pay a colorless. Blighted Bat gains haste until the end of the turn. So just replace that with Mirror. Okay. Right? What's cool is that it's, it's generic mana, so you don't need to be committed to only blowing all of your red. Or your blue on, you know what I mean. You can you can use anything for this one. That's why I left that in there. Um, the other haste enabling ability is is the Skyship Stalker. So it has three abilities that he gains, and I don't think the other two are all that relevant. But hey, you never know. Um, the first one being that Mirasil gets plus one plus zero until the end of the turn. Uh, the second one saying Mirasil gains first strike till the end of the turn. But the last one is pay red. Mirasil gains haste till the end of the turn. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So there's those. And then I guess from a next step down of or next step up in excitement would be ways to protect him. Right? Okay. So Skitherinks the Blight Dragon. Or Skith Skitherix, the Blight Dragon. We're really not interested in getting infect. Now if there is another way of giving him infect later on that I've got in here as a win condition. So if you can land a couple poison counters with this and have them waste their removal on this dragon provided they don't exile it, dear okay. God. Right? Then yeah, if you seed somebody with this, then that's fine because there is another infect solution later uh, in the deck. But it's not really why he's in here. Does it might be following me. Yeah. So I was just I was just trying to like this part of me was trying to like think uh, like clarify this because Marisol says has all activated abilities of all cards. Right. And this guy has right. two that I'm interested in. He has okay. black to give himself haste. Okay. So I got that covered. And but then, then he has regenerate. double black to regen him. Okay. I don't know if you'll be using that a lot. If you have the etherling, we'll just get him off the board. Gotcha. Right? Um, there's other ways to make him indestructible if you want to go for like the soul of Nuphorexia. I didn't put that in there. It's a lot of mana to activate that. Okay. To gain indestructible to yeah, the end of turn. that is a lot of mana. Um, yeah, this guy green in his typing. There was the yeah Ben anyway. Never mind. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is that if you get Skitherinks in a hand and he's not in the graveyard or whatever, and you've got some other way to give Marisil haste or uh, protection, so you could actually go ahead and cast Skitherinks and use the infect and there. freak somebody it, out because that's what I was kind of trying to get at. Was I was right. like, you're not going to get infect on Marisil because that's not an activated exactly. But you can get it on him here with the Pestilent Soul Eater. So okay. it's five mana for a legendary or for an artifact creature insect, but really you can pay two life. Pe- Pestilent Soul Eater gains infect till the end of turn. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so let's. I'm just running a scenario, right? Marisil's out. Mm-hmm. He has some way to protect himself. Like the Etherling yeah, would be so you one don't way. Need to use Skitherinks as put Skitherinks Skitherinks in the, in he the has, cage. Yeah, he has some kind of haste enabling thing going on. Sure. You don't need to cage him right away. You can cast him. Have somebody hyper focus him out with their removal. Sure. Right. And then hopefully you'll get a couple points in. And then after he's gone, everyone's going to think, okay, the infect threat's gone. And then you just, I don't know, bullshit and say, well, he was only in there for the black. I was yeah, hoping all, I could pull it off. All I wanted was the, you know, right. like and the haste then, to regenerate. Right, and then pivot. And you'll pivot to grab the Pestilent Soul Eater to give now Marisil okay. unblockable and infect because he's got, he's got some got kind both of, of those, yeah. Right, if he's got the Etherling on him. Kind of, kind of sneaky a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that is sneaky. I dig it, though. Right. Um... Deadeye Navigator to blink him again. <laughs> yes. Right? So the thing about the Deadeye Navigator is we're, I, 
it, let's say we don't get these tutors in our opening hand, things like that. Sure. We do need ways to flicker him in and out of the fight without using the Etherling. Once you get the Etherling strapped on him, a lot of the cards become redundant. But I don't you, know. You've got it. Like if you've got in here just to got, make sure. Yeah. Right? If you've got any strategy in your deck, you need to have. Obviously, you need to have multiple ways to do right. that. There's Otherwise, another one. It's Cavern Harpy. You can pay one life and just bounce him back to your hand. Okay. So let's say easy. Yeah. It's really, really. Yeah. I. I you're trying to dodge a, a removal spell and you don't have the etherling, you know, or you don't, or it's during your turn and you have the mana to recast it, but you don't want to wait till the end of the turn. You got stuff you want to do with him. Something like that. No. Um, weirdly, there's another one that's, that's the arcanist, the omnipotent. You would actually get both abilities from this guy. You would get, oh, yeah, the, you could return you would it. get the tap to draw three cards, right? Okay. But you would also get pay two and a, two and two blue to return arcanist to its owner's hand. <laughs> so, it's getting more and more difficult to kill this bastard, yeah, right? Yeah, because you're just going to be able to return it to your hand right. or just, like, do the, like, flicker thing, like, whatever you need to do. Yeah. The other one is the Morphling. So it's three and a blue. I don't even know, I don't even know why I'm reading it. You're not going to cast it. If you cage <laughs> this guy, it's blue to untap Morphling. Okay. So which, if you've got Arcanist strapped to him, that's relevant. six cards for one mana, right? Yeah. Um, and then you can have him gain flying, so that's some sort of evasion. So if you're going in for, like, actual of some kung fu, we'll do that, too. Um, and then the last one is blue. It cannot be the target of spells or abilities till the end of the turn. Okay. So I'm not reading these last ones that, that yeah, they pitch just, their life. Yeah, they just deal with like toughness. And... Because you can't spam them unless you've got the Quicksilver, uh, Quicksilver Elemental. Oh, right. See, these would need to be activated multiple times to make him big enough to be a threat. Sure. These ones that change their life, change sure. their toughness down and their, and their power up. So, so that's on Etherling and Morphling. Yeah, all the, all the Lings have that. It's kind of just strapped to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another Ling, and it's the Torchling, right? It's the red It's the red Ling. I don't know if there was a black Ling. I tried to look it up. I don't think there's a black version. Stay tuned. Hopefully they'll finish the cycle. There is a green one. <laughs> right. Um, so it has the same red to untap, which is important. Okay. Um, and then it says red uh, target creature blocks Torchling this turn if able. I don't know why some, you do that. Some form of removal I, if you need to. Like I a, guess. A kind of fight. And then the last one is red. It says change the target uh, spell that targets only the Torchling. So if they try to target you with you with a spot removal, you can just change the target. A lot of these activated abilities, they just auto counter it. If everyone's reading the card, they're not going to bother. They might whatever. He'll just redirect it to my own thing. Oh right. It's almost like you'll never have to pay these costs, provided you leave the mana up to respond. Yeah, right? like as long as people understand what's going to happen. <laughs> the Torchlings art's actually really pretty cool. Well, they're RK posts. Yeah, it's RK posts. <laughs> yeah, I wish, yeah. Um, anything else as far as like just protection, haste, kind of stuff going on. I th- or just bare bones, like, okay, I need this thing to run smoothly. I think that's it. Moving on to untap. So the untap abilities, they need to happen too, right? Yes. Yeah, because so you, you want to be able to activate an ability, untap him, or a tap ability, and then activate it again. Yeah. So there's the soliton. It's blue, untap the so- uh, untap soliton. The horseshoe crab, blue, untap... Uh, uh, untap, untap again. It's on the torch link. It's yeah. on the morph link too. So these, I think, will need to be stacked. Because yeah. remember, you can't activate those abilities more than once. Right. So, so you, you can't use the same to... untap ability more than once. Okay. Unless you get the quicksilver in, in, in into motion. Right. So right. you kind of have to, like, you're going to be sitting there with, like, your, your spreadsheet, like, checking off what you've used. <laughs> okay. And then there's one other, like, untap ability that I want to talk about because it's, it's kind of a win condition by itself. So it's the hate flare. Um, there was a set where they actually had an untap symbol. It was Lorwyn, um, even tied and that, that block. So it's pay two and a red untap. 
Hate Flayer deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. Oh. So you can untap to slam them in the face, right? Yeah. If they've if he's got infect, well there you go, right? Yeah, and in this case, like Mirasol's, you know, is a four four, right? Right. And but you can throttle it once, throttle give it, it once. five. You know, throttle it with your with your and you can do one that of your twice wings, in somebody. Yeah, one of your shapeshifter whatevers, and then they're gone. Um, there's another combo that I think is really jerked off with this one. It's the Tree of Perdition. <laughs> so it says exchange target opponent's life with uh, or exchange target opponent's life with Tree of Perdition's toughness. Okay. Well, he doesn't. He isn't the Tree of Perdition. He's a four four. Yeah. So, so it's, when you it's tap the pretender, him, so you're going to set somebody to four. Right. He would set him to four, and then if you have the Hate Flayer out, you pay three, untap, and deal four. They're gone. <laughs> right. Like, and then you're going to use something like the Etherling to reset. To reset and do it again. Or use the Horseshoe Crab to... Well, now he's untapped, so you have to figure out a way to tap him again on the different on the different time. Right, right. right. So at the end of the turn, you know, this is with a Quicksilver... But yeah, as soon as, they, as soon as they end the turn, you flicker him, he comes back in, and then you do it again. <laughs> like, the time is running out pretty quick. Yeah, if when that's you get happening, this like, it's going to go fast. Right. And then there's some removal that I've strapped to this guy, too. So, Avatar of Woe. Ooh. It's just destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Tap. Right? Giant card. This card used to be, like, the bee's knees in Commander. If you can get this thing out and it goes unanswered for too long, you wipe out a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I... But I, it's going to be on him. I put it in a handful of decks because you can almost always, like, get it cast for cheaper. But then, yeah, like you say, like, you're just going to be putting the Avatar of Woe in the cage. Right. So in the cage, it's like Marisil can just wipe somebody out. Um, there's another version of this, too. It's the Shaku Endbringer. So it has all this text that it doesn't carry over, right? This right. thing has a huge it, downside. Normally, the Shaku Endbringer cannot attack if there's another creature in play. Um, and then it says, during your upkeep, you lose three life. But you're just but none of that is applicable to you. So you all you want is the caged ability. ability, which is return target creature card from the game, or remove target creature card from the game and put a plus one, plus one counter on Shaku. That's, that's tricky, Shaku. dude. That's pretty tricky. So yeah, they're just exiled. So it's even even better. I love it. Yeah, and then there's one more, which is Minion of Leshrac. It has a wall of text that doesn't apply, like the protection from black, the during your upkeep. Really, it just says, destroy target creature or land, <laughs> right? When you just tap to destroy target creature or land. Okay. I mean, these are expensive. This card's, that one's uh, seven it's mana. seven converted mana cost Right, but you're going to strap an activated matter. ability to your commander. Um, some more activated abilities that will that will probably mean some that matter. Um, more card draw from the Mercurial Chemister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pay a blue tap, draw two cards, right? Um, yeah. Pay a red, discard a card. Mercurial Chemistry deals can- combat damage to uh, target creature for the um, equal to the discarded card's converted mana cost. So if you really need some removal, so let's say you've got that anger still in your hand, you need to pitch it, and yeah. you can remove something. Yeah. That way, it is that's working. Jace's Archivist. Each player discard or pay a blue and a tap. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. And that's going to really filter your way to putting things in right, the cage. Right, a lot of what you got in your hand gets into the cage through the graveyard. <laughs> so it's not, it's not, it's it's just card draw, right? More untappability from um, the Pilipala. So it's two to untap, add one mana to your mana pool um, of any color. So really it's a one mana activated because it kind of refunds itself a little bit. The, the Pilipala sounds, sounds like something that you're going to like bring to your, 
your uh your like Hawaiian party, right? Like you bring I, it to your it's luau. A, it, it's a scarecrow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, that's right? what it sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So let's do artifacts now, right? Okay. Um, so this is just from creatures. Everything I've listed has been from creatures. So we've got Luzinus Bracer, so you can double these effects. Okay. Because greed, right? Yeah. Um, the Conjurer's Closet's in there to get you an extra enter the battlefield trigger from him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little tricky around that one because I don't know if, like, when he comes in, if you use the Etherling's ability because they come back at the end step. But then, well, this one just says at end of turn. Right. No, it says the beginning of your end step. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you can activate it in response or, or have this go off, comes back, then activate it. But this happens without having to pay the blue. Right. Exactly. Is my whole idea. Exactly. Like, even if they don't overlap, well, then you don't need to pay the blue part. Right. Sure. Provi- you can save the blue for when you need to dodge a spell. Right. Or dodge exactly. removal or exactly. something. Um, the basalt monolith. Right. So that untap apart applies to him. But the part where it doesn't untap during your untap and step. And the tap to add three applies to him, but that untap, that restriction about it not untapping doesn't apply to him. <laughs> so now you've got a way to untap him for three. And I'd say, oh, you can go infinite. You can't. You would need the silver. You would need the silver. Yeah, yeah, you need so that just quick un- silver thing Perpetually untap, tap him. Um, add three. I don't know what that would get you. Yeah, because you have right? to pay three to get yeah, three. I, I don't have the rings of Bright Hearth in this list. Although I feel like it probably should be. It probably should be, yeah. But I just don't because I, I'm too tempted to do stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just set this thing off and go and go infinite. Um, the Gilded Lotus, because it's the same thing. Because you can tap it, add three. So like the Hate Flare. Tap it, add three. Red, untap it, slam somebody it in the face. It just heals itself right. in that it's case. Just a, it's just a nothing ability. Yeah. Like you don't have to you're – not, you're not charged for it. Mana Vault, same thing about the untap mm-hmm. restriction. Mm-hmm. It's just – Tap to add three colors to your mana pool. You could pay one to untap it at the at at the end, uh, or say you could pay one to untap mana vault at the uh, at the upkeep, um, but activate this ability only during your upkeep. So I guess you could use that as an uptap, um, the one mana untap. But it's kind of a weird space to do Wasn't it. Isn't it four? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. It, it, yeah, you're right. It's four. I, I don't have my glasses on. But yeah, <laughs> it, it is four. Um, the Mirage Mirror. I. I just like that he can just become anything. I don't know if this one's necessary for the deck. I think there's going to be... There's a lot of decks that's pretty damn sweet in. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's necessary. See, but here's the thing. is like If you make him a copy of a creature, he'll lose all of those abilities. If you make him a land, he'll lose all of his abilities until the end of the un, until the end of until the, the turn. turn. It's pretty much like a one-way street, this one. Yeah. I have this one in here because... You know, you copy other people's stuff with your Mirage Mirror, right? The stuff that they actually resolve. Right. I just think it's it's just a cool... I just want... And I have never played it, you know? You could strap this ability to him if they destroy this and you've ran out of stuff to do, I guess. Which I don't know if you're ever going to do that with this guy because he just seems like a nut. Um, <laughs> and you can still dodge removal. Like, okay, he's a land. You right, know what I mean? Like, right. things like that. But I've, I don't know. I think I've loaded the deck with enough ways to dodge removal and dodge board wipes. I, th- I think so. It's going to be really hard yeah. to get rid of your commander. Yeah. Really and hard. And then this one, I'm not sure you would do the other part. Um, you would never actually strap this to him. You just need it. But it's just like the a Thousand Year Elixir. So you may activate ability. So it's three mana for an artifact. You may activate abilities to uh, of creatures you control as though they had haste, which is just essentially the, that's great. It's, it's haste for him. Sure. You can pay one and tap this to untap target creatures you wouldn't strap this to him because what uh, you're tapping him to, un- to untap 
Right, it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it doesn't go Right, anywhere. that activated doesn't do anything. Um, this is the one you will be strapping to him, though, which is Nevin Roll's disc, Larry Nevin's disc. <laughs> I was disc. just looking at that one, and I'm like, that's going to get... Right, so let's like, just say you're really, really tired of everyone's d- bullshit, right? Dude, so you, you pay like, one, you, you tap like, Myrasil to light off his disc. You just, like, strap a bunch of dynamite to yourself, and you walk into a bank. Yeah, and pretty much say, give me all your money. Give me all your win cons, right? I'm going to blow them up. So you pay one one of anything to tap to destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. But then as soon as you activate it, in response to that activation, you exile him with the Etherling. <laughs> just the Etherling so ability. So now he's not there. This ability goes off, right? Because you can respond to your own activated. And now everyone's... As soon as that happens once, just get ready. Everyone's going to be like, okay. Yeah, they, they're going to realize, oh, that can happen whenever he wants. Exactly. So the best way to play it out from there is go, just don't fuck with me. Don't attack me. Don't do anything. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know? And... People will probably scoot pretty quick at this point. I yeah, they're going to be digging through their decks for their split-second spells right. for sure. They're going to be looking for trick bind. Like They're <laughs> going to be on Amazon Prime like ordering it. <laughs> so some glaring holes in this in this strategy. Um, there, I, I put some card draw in the deck that's in the sorceries and things like that. I'm not going to go over it because it's like choose your own adventure with card draw. Yeah, I don't, I don't go over those things if they're not b- b- tethered back to this guy. Sure. Um but you're going to be open a lot of the time. This this is not a deck that's that's def- very defensible. Andy with a deck that's open? Right. There's not a lot out there to help you disfavor an attack coming your way, other than the de- the disc thing, right? Okay. So I had to load it full of kind of pillow fort, hey, don't, don't do this, or slow people down ability. So there is a propaganda in the list. Um, there's also a frozen ether, which is one more mana, but it just says artifacts, creatures, and lands your opponent's control come into play tapped. <laughs> so you're just bogging people down. It's like if somebody's able to keep resolving creatures, they're not a problem for pretty much a whole turn. Yeah. Right? And if somebody has haste online or anything like that, um, plus it leaves them untapped. So you're not the only one that's wide open, I guess, if that's going on. Let's say you're kind of doing like a lot of dirty stuff and they're not really feeling, people aren't really feeling threatened by you. Okay. Um, at least you're not the only one open, right? But this says opponents. Um, there's also uphill battle, which is the the downside, the bad side of a of an Urabras. So it's two two in a red creatures. Your opponents uh, play come into play tapped. So it does the same thing. I did put a crawl space in. Um, I'm not a huge fan of crawl space, but it's it's a, it's a more expensive one. Like it, I don't know. I but you really can't afford to be getting rushed. Like you're the you're, yeah. the commander can't can't afford it. Like you're not you're. There takes too much I setup. I, I've definitely used crawl space. Right. I, so no more than two creatures can attack you uh, each combat. So um, yeah. So stuff like that to slow it down. As far as removal goes, it, I do have it pretty counter heavy because there's a creature in there that I wanted to kind of go over one more time. So I have twenty instances and sorceries in this list. Yeah. So it. I. I have um, twenty four creatures. So I have almost as much. But there's Drown New, uh, Drown New Lich Lord, who is another one of the targets for him. What? So you can tap it, and it says target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback to the end of the turn. So that other ability you don't need to worry about that everyone's so freaked out about with Drown New, which yeah, is if the damage would... Like... Right, because you don't get that, <laughs> right? 
So the that's big just so cool. Like you're really taking advantage of Marisol here. Like that's way cool. Right. So he's another early target for buried alive if you want, because you can instantly flash it back your next turn and grab three more. Oh yeah. So him and him. So it. So he's an he's another easy third target. So it, it's depending on what you want to do. It's how fast you want to button this game up from the start. Sure. Right. Sure. So Etherling. Uh, Etherling, a haste enabler of your choice. If you've got a mountain, then do anger. Sure. Um, and and Drownu, right? Okay. Turn comes around, you go again, you tap, or you you do the Etherling blink to grab a card out of your hand that maybe you've drawn or something like that. But then you do, or sorry, do the tap with Drownu, flash back intuition or buried alive, grab three more. Gotcha. Now you've got six cards. That you can just start working on putting provided, in the cage. Yeah, provided people don't exile them out of your yard. Which usually, if you can do that early, like there's this not usually very, a lot going on that people are going to be able to right, exile. People are setting up. I mean, they've, yeah. they've kind of probably held on to hands that have mana rocks in them, not not. And, really and, and I can either. kind of tell this is a deck that you want to like hurt you early, <laughs> right? So that's why he's in there. I feel like there's 20 instances of sorceries that if they're recurred, you've you've got Kess. You know, yeah, pretty so much. So if you're feeling bad about not having Kess, like, oh man, well, I want to build that one too. Well, you. She's she's kind of with you in spirit a little bit, <laughs> but through the OG, which is Drownu, which is through Marisol. And you just got rid of the really drawback part of Drownu. Yeah, it doesn't. That's not doesn't. That's not applicable, right? It's just not. It's not applicable to you. Like you don't need to think about it. Um, yeah, faithless looting things that loot are really good because you're not really too freaked out about um, whether it's in your hand or graveyard. Yeah, so. I don't know. There's other there's other cards. I didn't put these in, but there's just some options to consider. Um, you could do the Haven Ghoul Lich and gain that ability to gra- cast anything from a graveyard for one mana, and okay. then it gains the activated abilities of those cards. I I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that card because it's a lot of mana. You have to pay one plus the mana cost of whatever you're trying to steal, and your True. options are only what fit your mana colors currently. Yeah. Um, there is a weird way to do Razaketh. So if you lo- if you have the deck with stuff like uh, I didn't do this, but this is just another option because tutors are important, so I can see the value in this. Yeah. But if you have things like the reassembling skeleton, right? Okay. Well, you can put the reassembling skeleton ability, like you can't put it on you can't put it on him because when he goes to the graveyard, he'll forget. Right. Right. But the reason you want, but you can put the Razaketh ability on him, right? So for two mana, you can just tutor a card. Oh. Does that make sense? Okay, so two yes. mana and two life, you yes. just keep tutoring a card. Yes. So that your your win con starts coming together pretty quick. Okay. Right? With that. Okay, that's that's actually quite clever. It's a little convoluted. I, yeah. Because because you're, I just went for this instance of sorcery route, and then I had added I added the redundancy back onto back on through drown you. Sure. Um, there is a card that you will remember, which is um, the Eater of the Dead. <laughs> because it's an untappability. I might actually still get this if I feel like I value untappabilities higher than anything else, right? But it's pay zero. Um, take one creature from a graveyard and remove it from the game. And then, and then untap, and then untap either, it. So it's graveyard hate and an untap. You can yeah, only do this once. You can't just keep spamming it. Yeah, unless, so where I course, have it is in Phoenix where it just... It just goes infinite. Nearly. Yeah, just basically like, okay, if I get this out... It works Can very do well anything? with Phoenix. Yeah, it okay, works in the extremely game. well with Phoenix. Um, yeah, there's the pack rat too. You can make a copy of him. Okay, yeah, but he's not unique. Like he's in legendary, so I don't know the. I don't know why you would do that. 
but for some reason it's it ranks high on the list like higher on the list of cards that people kind of want to load into their decks um there's chainer dementia master too okay he just paid three black and this is why i didn't do it because it was it was just too black committed but it says pay three life pay three black and three life put a target creature card from a graveyard into play under your control so you just do that that creature is black and is a nightmare in addition to its other types the rest of the stuff doesn't apply yeah Right about the leaving play, like you just steal creatures of the graveyard. It's okay, just, okay. it's just mana intensive. Yeah, you that's, know? that's pretty hungry. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and even do the Memnarch at that point and make things <laughs> artifacts and steal them. I mean, like the sky's the limit. Like the guy has a lot of a there's lot a lot of, of crazy flexibility, stuff. and I think what's cool about it is that you're avoiding a lot of negatives on some of these cards. Right. That usually is what you know. I mean, that's what makes them kind of like what they are <laughs> okay and then one last thing it's not in my deck but i just feel like i should put it out there there is a fairly easy infinite a two card infinite with this guy um so there's the it's called the anthroplasm and anthroplasm which is like a human plasm i guess okay. right um so anthroplasm comes into play with two one one counters on it you may pay x and remove all plus one plus one counters on an, on um anthroplasm and put x one one counters on it and that requires a tap so yeah you you pay x you remove all you remove all one one counters on them and then put that many on so this ability when cloned basically means tap or pay x tap put that many on right right but as soon as you do that once then they're not coming you're not you'd have to pay more mana to net more one one counters sure. does that make sense sure the, that first ability is what doesn't is what doesn't usually hold held this card back in the past is that he comes, comes into with play two. with two. It's weird. You actually don't want him to have any because you have to remove them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So with five mana and the other activated ability of the Sage of Hours tethered to it, you, okay. you go infinite. Gotcha. So Sage of Hours says remove all 1-1 one, one counters from Sage of Hours. For each five counters removed this way, take an extra turn after this one. So you can just keep taking turns... And the restriction of only being able to use right. a given ability. So you have once. to have five mana ready, five of generic mana. So sure. you pay the five, tap, add five one counters, remove them, take your next turn, pay the five, add. So okay. you get an untap, you get a draw step, you can do whatever you can in those turns, but you're basically you're basically taking the game away at that point. That that makes sense because nobody else gets to play the rest of the time until you've played through right. enough stuff I didn't to kill put them everyone. in because in isolation it doesn't really I mean may, maybe to a lesser extent the anthroplasm I mean giving him one on counters I guess is neat but you tapped it to do it and the problem and remember is, is that you're going to be removing it up, him yeah, he with comes the in and out of, yeah Etheling's taking him out the Cavern Harpy's taking him back into your hand Arcanus is taking him in back into your hand the Conjurer's Closet's sending him out of the battlefield yeah, like, Dead Eye Navigator like Dead Eye Navigator like the, those those counters are going to fall off right um, this is why I didn't add this because you could sense. tutor it right away, but then you still have to wait to get to five mana. Right. And I guess if you're that guy, I, I, I don't know. Plus, it requires that you tap him to put the 1-1 one, one counters on it. So if you're trying to get mana and he it's strapped to him, mm-hmm. well, he'll be tapped already. You can't. You'll have to find another. You see what I mean? Yeah, like they're, they're not really working very well in isolation. Yeah, so it's it's... it's That's just not what I, I... I don't know. I just wasn't into it. Um, but yeah... <laughs> 
there's a lot of abilities out there that you can try to clone. I mean, there's... Yeah, I'm just kind of looking through on EDH Rec, and I'm like, there's a lot of sweet stuff people are people are using. They're using, like, some fire-breathing thing from Steel Hellkite. And then, yeah, they'll, or what they'll you do use, is they'll like, spam They'll get his power up, right? And then mm-hmm. they'll, they'll do, uh, what is it called? The Spike Elder, where they deals damage equal with power. You just pay oh. three to do that. I okay. had that going on with the Hate Flare, but I like that it had an untap with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... The challenge for the deck is to get the right pieces online. And I think if people finally figure out your game where they know, okay, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this, when they figure out the pieces. So, like, that happens with a lot of commanders, right? When they get the pieces set up, specifically uh, specific abilities. So, like, Sheree, right? Sheree needs a sack outlet and a 1-1 creature. And then here we go, right? right. And then some of for protection because people are really going to want to board wipe once that machine starts rolling. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stretching my brain to think of what is going to become a threat to you, other than them just rushing you. Because a lot of the instant speed removal, you'll be able to dodge. Yeah, a sort of, a sort of. Yeah, split I, second it, it just and doesn't seem trick like bindy stuff. Yeah, you know? it just doesn't seem like a game plan that's going to get undone. Yeah, and even still, you cast him from the. You, let's say well, it gets back to the zone. These are in exile. Yeah, the, the, and that's the thing know? is that they're in the cage, regardless of yeah. where. Short of an Eldrazi processor, which is so like it's yeah, so far fetched. I don't think I've seen anybody really play that. So right, it's the aggro that I think this is going to be the problem. Mm-hmm. That's why I loaded that. So if there's anything that probably needs to go in the deck, I've got removal for specific creatures. I've got like three of those. Sure, I've got stuff that slows creatures in mass. Um, board wipes are going to be probably at a at a premium because remember you can get rid of him, right? So I've got oh, like yeah. Blasphemous Act and Deadly Tempest and De- and um, Decree of Pain. Like to just draw cards. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Decree of Pain is really necessary because it's just it's a lot of mana. But oh, things yeah. that are like just you know getting getting him out of the way a lot is 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 yeah. And then the other thing is it's mana hungry. It's just going to be mana hungry. Yeah, you're definitely going to be wanting to do that for sure. Like yeah, spend mana in, on the out. different things that you're doing. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I I think it's. <laughs> I think it's an awesome deck. Like the way that you've built it. Uh, I yeah, there wasn't a lot of resources out there for this one. He's well, I, yeah, I, I, think worked, I worked <clears throat> second. They spoiled it. People were just throwing out different stuff, and I think I, think I picked. I didn't. I don't think I made all necessarily the best picks. I think there's funner picks out there. Though it's just like sure. okay, that's probably way funny, you know, and things like that. I just landed on these because it seemed to make more sense for the cards I'm the decks I'm trying to face. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think to kind of maybe bring this full circle, like I sort of opened up our, our discussion of Lycia about, you know, it's one thing if your deck is doing something, um, it's another thing if you can weaponize that. And what I'm like, I'm you've weaponized it. I think that's something that I, I kind of wondered about sometimes with some of the deck lists you have. I'm like, Andy's doing some work and it's really fucking cool. How's he gonna win? Yeah, I've definitely, um, I've definitely fallen into that. Like, uh, just how am I gonna end the game? And you, I, I think you of all people are pretty pretty conscious of that. Um, so you know specifically what cards you've put in that will enable you to win. Um, some like I don't know. Some things are just readily obvious. Like I'm just gonna attack people with lots of creatures, or I'm just gonna, you know, like I'm gonna pain you. I'm gonna like all my stuff is just gonna bring life totals down. Like right. this one, you're doing some weird shit but there's some cool stuff it's right to, up my alley for sure yeah like you're doing and some I think really yours is kind of like a sneaky it's 
I think a lot of people are going to think that she's the, the real problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, in our meta, once you resolve a, a, a mana bar, we're, everyone's going to know where we're going. <laughs> right? Like, I know now, but I think anybody, anytime you do, like, oh, a painful quandary, like that, painful quandary is like an objectively good black card, but like, right. but mana barbs. Yeah, we know, know what's happening. It's going to be like, okay, what's he doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, and and so, yeah, I think that's the thing is that, like, that game, I'll pro- with with Lissy, I'll probably just be, I'll be setting up a lot of enchants and artifacts quite often. Right. And, yeah, and I'm going to be ready to switch your life total with my freaking, <laughs> with my with freaking tree, tree of perdition. perdition. <laughs> I'm just going to threaten you with it. I'm like, don't do it, man. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't attack me with that bitch. You know, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to play that way. If people hate it when I do that, but at least I'm giving you the option. I really well, could just swap the life right now. You know, I think when we were talking about in response to you like paying a lot or whatever, just be like, oh hey, by the way, foink before it goes off. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm taking your life. That, and putting it on my that commander. Type of, that type of play is a, is a really like. Or I could just put Soul Conduit on this bad boy, <laughs> and we just trade life total straight up. There we go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Kyle. That's a, thanks, how, isn't, buddy. It, isn't it six mana to activate the Soul Conduit though? Like, I don't know if I'd be because I'm thinking like I'm gonna be holding up mana a lot of the time. Like, you know but am I, I gonna mean? have that much mana? Yeah, am I really gonna be? Yeah, it is. It is six it mana. Is six mana to like just swap. I don't. I'm not gonna do that. That's, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to work this card into a deck. Yeah, because you know like that there's a lot of people for a minute. That... Remember that? I was like, oh, oh yeah. I'll make it indestructible. No one will ever try to kill it. <laughs> but it's still six damn mana. Yeah, like you know? that basically is just and taking ha- up your turn. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's a cool card, though. Like, But yeah, there, I, I, I think both of these decks... I have a, I, I have a, I'm probably going to be making you go after other people for a long time. It's going to be just like, I can't go after him. Like, I know I'm going to, there's just no way. Well, yeah. But then it, I'm going to be like, I got to figure out a way to get rid of his health. And I only have two cards to strip the health away. Right, right. right? Like, I mean, there's a tree of perdition like you pointed well, there's out. The infect, but like, there's the infect plan, the tree of perdition, and that's it. Like, those are my only two strategies. You know, but there's options. Of upending it. I mean, and the thing to me is we had a recent, we had a conversation recently. Uh, I think it was in the episode where we were talking about yeah. Commander 2017 where you were talking about that that game where you were trying to kind of puppet Brad a little bit yeah and it with your with your with your board state you're like I can ping all your stuff out just don't fuck with me yeah I tried a lot and you tried to puppet him and then somebody just kind of like severed your death touch yeah because he was playing mono black and yeah I didn't think about somebody else just removing the death touch artifact from one of my pingers <laughs> right so and you then, were just like Oh, oh shit. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, and now he has no reason to parlay with me. So, I don't know. I, I guess, like, you say that, you're like, <laughs> you're just kind of, like, posturing already. Like, I'm going to be threatening you, Kyle. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be politicking you What are you going to do with Marty <laughs> Colors? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm never going to let you kill my my <laughs> precious Cicero. <laughs> mm, poor Cicero. Poor Cicero. <laughs> my mother. Oh, poor Cicero. <laughs> oh, God. We've got some weird commander picks. I think like we're both just like let's go with not a, not the not the cover commander. I don't know. There's deck techs all over the place that do that. How many annul lists have I seen like this week? Like, oh it's no, it's crazy, right? You know, and she's just. I mean, I want to do that deck. I just I don't know. I figured I'd pick the wackadoodle one. Yeah, the no, three same here. Wizards. Like mm. Kess, like Kess is going to be all over the place on competitive storm deck like it built itself m- years ago like it's, it's just a storm it's just deck. ready to go just needed a commander yeah, for it this guy like there was no way he, like he's just 
he's yeah he kind of I don't know I I, I, I I gotta do our I gotta do our obligatory silence of the lamb <laughs> you know the part of the movie I'm about to mention I when I look at the picture he's, I, I think of him just saying he puts the lotion on its skin and puts the lotion <laughs> in the basket he's like looking down on somebody that's like in a pit you know, instead of a pit, there's a cage here. Yeah, like, but there's a cage, <laughs> right? He's got yeah, no. You're you're exactly right because it, it puts the, the activatability in the cage and because the view on the, the art, the perspective time. of the art is you're looking up at Marisol. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I keep doing it, dude. I don't think about that show, and then it just ever comes to your mind when we're podcasting. And then well, for some reason, when we're podcasting, it's got to be some kind of subconscious thing with like microphones and. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But it's just triggered and set off. <laughs> Special thanks to Dan Terminus for letting us use his beats this episode. The song is It's Too Bad She Won't Live from the album The Wrath of Code. We'll post a link in the episode notes. Check him out. His beats are sick. Also, we'll post a link to my Lycia deck and Andy's Marisol deck in the episode notes as well. Find us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. Give us your EDH thoughts. Ask us your questions. Tell us the topics you want us to talk about. And review us where you found us. Until next time, take it easy. Take it easy.